Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by my webinar that I will be doing December 1st, Help Me Find a Therapist. If you have been listening to my podcast for the entire year, sis, it's time. In celebration for my one-year anniversary of doing the Therapy is a Christian podcast, I want to take it a step further and help you find a therapist for yourself. We're going into the 2020 year, and what better way to start off the year than to start your healing journey by finding a therapist? So in this webinar, I will be teaching you everything you need to know about what to look for on your therapist profile, insurance options if you have insurance, low-cost options for sessions if you don't have insurance, how to set up your appointment, how to find a therapist in your area, and maybe even taking a step further and finding a therapist that is specific to your race. So please take advantage of this amazing opportunity to where I will walk you through step-by-step on how to find a therapist. All the information will be linked below, and I cannot wait to see you December 1st at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome, y'all. I know that y'all are probably like, girl, when we going to hear the theme music? <laughs> You'll hear it after I talk. So welcome to part two of the Therapy is a Christian live series. Um, as I stated in episode one of the live st- of the live stream series, this episode in particular is part two of my live streams that I did on Facebook and Instagram in 2018, way before the podcast was even thought of. Um, I wanted to have an opportunity to share with you all my previous live streams that I shared that prompted this whole podcast. And so in this particular episode, I will be talking about at the time, which was probably around April or May of 2018, my therapy experience at the time. And to give a background, I had only been in therapy at that point for about four to five months. Um, And so my experience was very raw and very fresh. Uh, So you'll be able to actually hear me talk about my raw feelings about what led me to my current therapist. Um, And you all are always hearing me talk about therapy and you're hearing me way, 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 way out of the very beginning. And so this is going to be such a treat for you to hear me smack dab in the middle of the beginning, middle of my experience. And so I'm so, I was so excited to share. I was so excited to um, help people get to a point to where they realize that therapy was important for them, especially as a Christian. And so I hope that you enjoy this part two in next week and the weeks to follow. You will hear part three, four, and five be interviews um, with three women that I did talking about their specific experience as Christians in therapy. And I really hope that you enjoy those episodes. Um, I'll be sharing specific information about each woman as well before the episode goes live, um, before you hear those episodes, but look forward to those next week and the weeks to follow. 
And so now we're going to get into part two of the Therapy as a Christian live stream series. And I hope you enjoy. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. If you're watching the replay on Facebook, Hi. I'm going live on two different screens as I did last week. This is part two of Therapy as a Christian. I'm super excited to be talking to you all today. And if you're catching the replay, thank you so much for watching. Um, I am super excited about this. I feel like on my teeth. Okay, so we are going to... Let me just fix this light real quick. Okay. We're going to get started in just a second. I'm going to let some people come in. Again, I'm looking over here because this is Instagram. I'm looking over here because this is Facebook. So forgive me if I'm looking on two different screens. I'm super excited to be talking to you all today. Like I said, I'm going to give people a couple minutes to kind of come in and then we will get started. I'll do a quick review of last week. And then um, we will kind of jump into what I'm going to talk about today in part two. So, hi, Miss Natalie, how are you? Okay, I'm going to start at 6.05. And we will get started. I hope y'all are having a good... Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I hope y'all are having a good uh, Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And we will be getting started in just a second. Okay, it's 6.05. Okay, so I'm going to say a quick prayer. I started that last week with um, an open prayer, so I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father God, thank you for this time. I pray that you use me as a vessel for whatever you want to say during this time, Lord. I pray that everything that I talk about in my experience helps someone else. Um, I pray that it frees them from anything that they may be going through. And if they are um, looking to seek a therapist or just go to therapy, Lord, I pray that you use this word and this time to push them to that, Lord, touch their heart today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so I am so excited that there are people on here, both Instagram and Facebook, so I'm so excited. Okay, so if you're watching this for the first time and didn't watch part one, please, after this live, go watch part one. It's really good. It'll give you a ton of background on me. So for those who don't know me, my name is Rosalind Postlewaite. I am... Super excited about uh, talking about my experience with therapy as a Christian specifically. And so I wanted to just kind of jump into this. So last week I talked about my live was like an hour. I didn't know that it was going to be that long. But I talked about my experience in part one of going to therapy. Um, kind of some background on me as a teenager that led me to going, th going to therapy. And so this part will be me giving my experience on why I decided to go back to therapy. I was um, 
really wanting to just kind of delve into now that I'm an adult and a little bit older. I went to therapy when I was in my early 20s. I'm sort of now in my late 20s. Completely different experience, completely different reasons ongoing. And so I wanted to just kind of delve into that a little bit and talk about that. So part one, I told you all and explained the last time I went to therapy, I had seen two different therapists. I am currently in therapy and have been going since the beginning of January of this year. So January 2018, I started going back to therapy after I had... I think I stopped going to therapy um, my first year of grad school and then a mid-year my second grad year of grad school. So I was about 26 when I stopped going. So it had been about two years. It's been about two, two, two and a half years since I've been in therapy. So completely different experience. So I'm going to tell you why I went back to therapy. So I got engaged last year. Um, last March, so March 2017, I had got engaged to my now husband, who's amazing. And I noticed that when I got engaged, every girl dreams of getting engaged and marrying their best friend, so on and so forth. I found that when I had got engaged, that I still, as we were planning our wedding and like going through the process of um, becoming married that I was holding on to a lot of stuff like I'm not talking about stuff that's just I was holding on to a lot of stuff related to the past and I recognized that because there would be a lot of times where I would notice that it would be hard for me to like deal with conflict with my husband and so if you know anything about me I am not a person that's very confrontational I don't like confrontation it's not something that I enjoy but I was finding that when we would like make decisions especially decisions about whether we were going to get whether we were going to have a wedding or whether we were going to um, go get married at the courthouse or like do whatever like it was just even the wedding planning process was a very confrontational time as far as just my own emotions I had quit a job, started a new job, hated that job, left that job and went to now my current job and I was going through a lot of transition. And so I talked about in the last live that when I was a teenager, me and my mother moved a whole lot. Um, there were a lot of times where we had to do a lot of things to like make, well, I don't say make money, but I, have, I started a job as soon as I turned 16. She worked like the three different jobs. We didn't have a lot of money. There were just a lot of transitional periods of time where we didn't have a lot and I was struggling with that. So I'd always struggle with transitions, whether it went to college, whether it was when I had got sick and moved back home, whether it was when I went back to school. It was just so many transitions that I felt like I never could catch my breath. So when I got married, it was like... The biggest transition of your life when you become a wife was happening right before me and I was not dealing with it well. And I don't really know how to describe like the emotional transition that happens in your mind mentally because relationship going into being engaged is a mental shift. Then from being engaged to becoming a wife is a mental shift. And so it can be very challenging for somebody who's never really been taught like what that looks like on how to deal with it. So... Imagine me going from being in a relationship with someone who's amazing, then being engaged, on top of that moving, on top of that changing jobs twice, and planning a wedding, and just kind of, just the whole mental shift. It was very 
hard for me. Very, very hard for me. Very hard for me emotionally and very hard for me spiritually. And so I was finding that when we were talking about like difficult things related to marriage, like finances and all that, I was struggling. Like emotionally, I would just get upset. I would cry. I was really emotional when I was planning my wedding. Um, if anybody who's on Diablo knows, Diablo's on this on Instagram, she knows. Like I was just struggling. And so I knew that happiness, personal happiness, did not come from being in, in married to anyone or being in a relationship. Um, marriage is amazing. It's by far the best relationship I've ever experienced, but it doesn't define my happiness. Relationship and being in a relationship with someone doesn't, quote unquote, make me happy. And so... It doesn't, or not make me happy, it doesn't define my true internal happiness with myself. So I was finding that because I wasn't internally happy with Rosalind, it was like pouring into so many other areas of life. And so I was finding that I was having those issues. And then I had an increase in anxiety with just transitioning into my job, which was really hard. So imagine planning a wedding. Um, during that time, I moved out of my mom's house, um, learning a job and getting married and all of these things financially paying for a wedding. It was just too much, y'all. I know I'm going into a long-winded story, but yes, it was a lot. So I had an increase in anxiety and I was just kind of going through that, um, yes, you must have center of joy within yourself. Exactly. And so I was going through also those obsessive thoughts of purpose again, like I had talked about previously in that last live just I used to really have these feelings of I know I don't know if this is for everyone but when I got into a relationship with God when I was a teenager up until an, as an adult you find that people always tell you God gives you purpose God has a purpose and plan for your life God has all these things he wants you to do and you just need to go after your purpose and so I was finding that I was overwhelmed with the feeling of Am I doing what I'm purposed to be doing in work, in becoming someone's wife? Like, what does that feel like? What is our purpose together? How do I, like, is it, am I going to lose my purpose in being married to somebody? Like, just, I mean, you talk about turmoil and attack from the enemy. It was constant mental overwhelm. And I had got to a point um, end of last year where I just was extremely emotionally drained. Um, nobody could give me advice on how to fix it. Um, you know that overwhelm in your mind where you want, you ask your friends, you ask your family, you ask your mama, you ask your daddy, you ask everybody for this advice for your life that only God can really give you confirmation on. And so I was in that space where I couldn't deal with the overwhelm and I didn't I knew going into my marriage I didn't want to have that overwhelm because I didn't want that to be on my husband I didn't want it to be a point where I came home complaining about life and really nothing was going on I just didn't know how to handle my own frustrations and so I was like I need to go back to therapy even if I go for two months two or three months I just need a space where I can kind of let all this shit out and get 
out of my head. Purpose is so burdening for someone. Yes! And I think that people don't teach you, like the church, I don't want to say the church doesn't teach you because some churches do, but when you become a Christian and you have this sense of purpose, it's like a mental overwhelm at times where it can be, it can feel like bondage where it's like, I got to fulfill this purpose, but realistically, we're supposed to walk in grace and whatever that God leads us to is purposeful and whatever he walks us through is purposeful, which I'll get into another in a second. So I immediately called. Um, I had remember I listened to my leak on and everyone knows who my leak is. My leak is phenomenal. Follow on Instagram, my leak, M-Y-L-E-I-K. Um, hey, Keisha. Um, and so I, she had mentioned this amazing website called Open Path Collective that I researched and looked at. Um, Open Path Collective was also one of the resources I gave at the end of my life. So it is a nonprofit organization that um, has a entire resource list of therapists all over the country that you can get therapy for a really cheap price. I pay my therapist $40 a session. You don't have to use insurance and you don't pay extremely high price prices per hour than normal therapists who are really skilled in the field and have the ability to charge. You can pay a small fee for therapy. So I called, I looked up a couple therapists. I had found two that I really liked. Um, one offered Christian counseling, but she also was a very, you know, um, experienced mental health therapist. And then another one, I had just called her because her profile was also really nice. So I called both of them. The one whose profile was really nice, she, I ended up going to a voicemail. So I left a voicemail. The other lady answered the phone. She was so welcoming on the phone. Like, so like, I'm so glad you called me. I am so excited that you made this decision. I explained my symptoms to her, of course, because I'm a therapist. So I know like what, what's going on with you when they're asking that. What does that mean? I was like, I'm just having a, whore, a lot of anxiety. I'm about to get married in um, three months. I feel like I'm going through a lot of transitions and I'm not dealing with it well at all. She was like, I'm so excited that you called me. Just very welcoming. I mean, like a super comfortable with talking to her. And so my therapist that I have, who was that lady, um, she is an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I'm a social worker, so I know exactly what that is. Um, she has over 10 years experience, which was important to me because I didn't want my two experiences in the past were with interns. So they weren't technically licensed in mental health. And but I wanted somebody this time who had experience because I know that I can probably play people to the left and I needed somebody that can call out, call me out once they know me. Like, call me out on my stuff. Tell me that I'm either lying or I'm BSing or I need to get it together. Like, I knew I wanted someone that was experienced, that could give me a plan, that wasn't going to be overwhelming and that could really address the issues that I was having. And so... I remember the first day I went to her office, it was, um, she was very accommodating in the time that I got off work. I work really until about 5, 5.30. And so she was like, well, we can meet at 7.30. That's completely fine. Um, the first time I went to her office, of course, I know as a therapist, the first couple of sessions aren't really going to address everything that you're going through. I know people come with the expectation of, you need to fix my problems right now. But I knew going to her, 
I was going to have to um, really kind of delve in because I didn't know why I was having all these issues. Like I know now it was transition and a lot of different things, but spiritually I just felt like she's not going to help me fix nothing because I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. So the first time I visited her, she was so welcoming. She offered Christian counseling, which was something that she talked about in the intro with me. She was like, do you want um, Christian you know, based counseling. I offered that and I was like, yes, but I'm completely open to not really talking about anything spiritually because I know that I live in a practical world and I need practical advice. And she was like, that's totally fine. We can talk about that too. It was all the Lord in why I even got to her because her compassion and ability to offer grace in counseling was something I've never really experienced before especially in that style of way that she did it so I'll talk about that so when I went I just kind of told her I'm having really bad anxiety I'm extremely nervous about talk about that because I'm having a hard time right now and so she was like okay I totally understand we made out a plan she asked me what my goals were and what I wanted to do I told her that I knew I was having problems with um, some dad issues that I hadn't really addressed um, in my last couple of times I went to therapy and so she was like okay well we can talk about that a little bit what do you want to see happen for yourself I said well I want to be at a place where I knew I was gonna get married I knew my dad was gonna walk me down the aisle but I didn't really talk to him that was something that was deep inside of me that I was like I don't really want to talk to this man I know I'm getting married soon so I don't really know what to do and so she was like, okay. She was looking at me like this, like, okay. And so we made this plan. Um, we didn't really address the plan really throughout the first month. Basically what we did, which now looking back at it, I'm extremely happy she did. We created a foundation of things for me. So one of the things that she talked about was um, we need to create a foundation for you in your self-care for yourself so we talked a lot about self-care I'm pulling out my notes because I have a, actually my um, notes from what we discussed um, in this what I'm talking about so creative foundation which basically addressed my self-care I work a very high stress job um, emotionally high stressed and so I give out a lot of emotion every day so when I found when I was getting home I would talk to my fiance about the wedding and I would get drained. I would didn't want to talk about the wedding. I didn't want to talk about being married. I didn't want to talk about anything emotional because I'm giving out emotions all day. And I don't want to talk about nothing related to emotions at all with you. And so I was finding that I was depleted by the time it came time for me to talk about my wedding. And so she she and I trying to address, you know, what are the pillars in my life? If you think about columns and look at a building, the columns that hold something up, what is the foundation? What are those things that hold you up? And so we talked about that. Um, and my biggest thing was relationships with people, um, self-care. So actually valuing me, taking care of Roslyn, whether that be doing my hair or doing a mask on my face or it's coming home and taking a bath or taking myself out to dinner or doing my going to get my nails done or doing something related to self-care that I wasn't doing because I just felt like I didn't have time and it was going to cost me money and just things that weren't that weren't 
necessarily realistic mentally and thinking about it but I knew I needed to do it because I knew I gave that emotion all day um professional development was also important to me which we talked about uh relationships with um relationship with God was extremely important and then creativity I'm a, a naturally creative person and so I knew I wanted to do something that was going to be pushing out creativity because at the time I was just dealing with my wedding so I wasn't doing things that were important to me um that made me happy and so i'll get into that in a second on why those things are important to me so we talked about those activities as a point for me to be able to begin to put those things into practice and so for example one thing that i told her that i used to do that i had stopped doing was spending time with god in the morning and that was something i did when i was single when i lived by myself i used to wake up every morning make my coffee, read my Bible, spend time with God. And I did that for like an hour, made breakfast for myself. And it was my way of doing something for Rosalind before I did something for other people in the day. So we talked about that, incorporating that back into my routine. Um, I did that for a little while. Um, I did some things related to like spending more time with my friends. So I dealt um, when I, I delegated a lot more to my bridesmaids when I uh, was planning my wedding because I was finding that I was just doing everything and they were like, girl, why are you doing everything by yourself? You need to use us to um, get some of these things done. And so I delegated a lot more, which en enabled me to be able to spend a lot more time with my bridesmaids, which were my friends. I wasn't spending time with friends during that time. And so I incorporated that back into my routine. So it was just a way for us to kind of make things easier and talk through how that helped me kind of emotionally rejuvenate myself. So we did that. So in the interim of that, we were we began to address a lot of my spiritual, emotional, and mental problems at the time. Um, if I could give just a synopsis of what I kind of uncovered I talked about in my live last week that therapy was a way for me to have an open confessional it was my way of talking to God in the open with somebody I felt safe with that wasn't going to judge me and it was somebody that I knew I could leave everything with her and I could leave and go home and nobody knows what I'm talking about but me and my therapist and the Lord of course one thing that she um, did that I enjoyed was every week we would pray at the beginning of my sessions, um, and every time we prayed, I guarantee you, whatever we prayed about, not to try to get emotional, God would open up what I would pray about. It was like, whether it was clarity, whether it was just forgiveness, whether it was figuring out where my mind was, it was just like, he would answer my prayer through being in therapy with her. And so what I found out was, Oh God, I was harboring so much unforgiveness um, with people, like people I had not really talked to in a long time. Specifically, my father was one of the big ones that I was feeling like I was harboring so much unforgiveness. And it was unforgiveness that would be like stuff that happened when I was like eight years old, that when you're an adult, you um bothers you you don't necessarily think bothers you when you were eight years old you're like that was eight at the time that doesn't really matter but 
at eight years old, that hurt me. And I never addressed it. And so when she, I remember one specific time in therapy, she brought up, let me close this door because my husband's cooking. Um, one specific time she told me, there was like an empty chair in the room. And she said, I want you to talk to your eight-year-old self and tell her how you feel. And I broke down so hard. And I said, I can't. Like, I don't know what I would tell. And the heat of the emotion, like, I was like, I don't know what I would tell her. Um, about unresolved issues with my dad. Yeah, exactly. It was really hard for me to tell my eight-year-old self how I feel um, as a 27 year old <laughs> like what you experience at 8 bothers you when you get an adult if you don't address it and whether that be sexual abuse whether that be um, mental abuse whether that be, um, any type of issue now I didn't experience any type of things like that but I just you know the struggle my parents had and watching their relationship kind of crumble before me was very and so um Stem from trauma as a child, yes. So, and I talked about last week, my trauma may be completely different from other people, but those are things that bothered me. Um, and so I, you know, I say that to say, like, I was harboring a lot of unforgiveness with my father, some unforgiveness with my mom, um, feelings of shame, shame related to like when I wanted to commit suicide when I was 15 years old. Um, a lot of like unresolved feelings that I had that I didn't talk about. And because I didn't talk about them, they were there. I just didn't know they were there. And I remember when I was in therapy, there was a time where God was telling me, I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't move you to where I wanted to move you emotionally because you were harboring unforgiveness. And you think of that scripture where it's like, God can't forgive you unless you forgive others. And forgiveness can be a, a, a years of time before you're like, okay with something. I know for me and my father, it was more of like, I just felt so much like, I love this man, but I don't know him. I don't, I don't know anything about him. I feel like I've tried to know him. I've tried to have a relationship with him, but he hasn't built one with me. And it was just like this back and forth thing of I'm the child, you're the adult, you should be the one to be doing all these things. It's just a lot of stuff. And so when I felt like I kind of got to that place where I could say I forgive him, it was such a relief. Um, it took a lot of time. It was probably up until, it took about three months of me going every single week, every week. I never missed a week of therapy where I got to a point where I let out everything that I had felt that happened to me or I felt bad about as a child, as I felt bad as an adult, um, every single week for an hour. There were some sessions that went over an hour, like some sessions were about an hour and a half because we were so intense um which was why I said I was glad she created the foundation of my pillars of things that when I left the session really overwhelmed I knew I could go to something that would help refuel me um and kind of pour into me and so some of the issues I addressed were unforgiveness shame expectations that was something else and people pleasing um I was someone that because I saw my parents' relationship 
kind of crumble before me. I didn't want to do anything to cause any type of turmoil. So I remember I was like this perfect child. I didn't do anything wrong. I, I tried to stay in line all the time. And so it became this point of like this unspoken perfectionism in my mind that I always had to do this, 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 this all the time, whether that be in my life or even in my relationship with the Lord. Like if I did anything wrong to, to like, um, make God upset or make God hate me, it was like, I felt so bad. Um, and then just in general, so expectations on myself was something that I really had in people pleasing. And so we talked about all of that stuff and uncovered it. What was the root of it? Where did it come from? And it brought light, y'all. Like it brought so much light to, I think, just my life. Like it was such a graceful time to talk about that stuff and God be present. And it wasn't judgmental. Like it wasn't... Um, overwhelming and I'm trying not to get emotional I don't know why I'm getting emotional but yeah so um let me get some tissue okay sorry I did not know I was gonna get emotional so um so after that process what some things that my therapist did, um, it's a lot to revisit. It is, it is a lot to revisit. So one thing that my therapist did during the time that we kind of went through this period, cause I will say it was about three months and it was intense because I was planning my wedding, but I had finished a lot of the stuff related to my wedding, but it was so emotionally overwhelming because I knew I was a couple weeks from walking down the aisle and so she pushed me I mean when she when I say she pushed me to this thing I she pushed me to the word and when I say that was the time where I felt rejuvenated I felt she was like you gotta get into your word you gotta find scriptures on this you need to denounce that you need to pray about this you need to find scriptures on this topic she made me find a lot of um scriptures on who just like forgiveness um one big thing she talked to me about which i'll talk about in the next set of notes i have is um affirmations she made me make a list of affirmations for myself and speak them to myself in the mirror and it was so strange and I had done this in the past my own self because I heard of affirmations in therapy but like scriptures on on like I will I rise and will trust the Lord with all my heart and I will lean out on my own understanding and on my ways I will acknowledge God and he will direct my path and I'm the apple of God's eye and he knows my path and um I will be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and I would say those affirmations to myself in the mirror and they became rooted in my heart and I was like I was finding that over the time of doing them, like I wasn't doing them every single day. I was probably doing like once, three or four times a week. Um, I was like getting it. It was it was becoming true to me. And so um, along with that and going to therapy, I was finding out with my 
my excuse me my anxiety completely decreased um i was able to have conversations about things that were very confrontational um actually i ended up having a very big conversation con confrontational conversation with my dad right before i got married um and it was so freeing to be able to do that because three or four months prior i wouldn't have been able to do that and so um one of the important things that she also did with me was explored my view of the lord and to address the distortions and the lies that had kind of told myself about God. And I want to talk about that because many times we as people, especially when we become new Christians, but even old Christians, we get this idea that God is angry with us and that we can't do any like any we we can't do anything and God is pleased. Like we like the world has made this thing of like if you're this God doesn't approve of you if you're gay if you're um if you are an abuser or if you are if you do drugs or if you have sex if you are someone that has three boyfriends like it's just we've made this conditional person of who fits the box in God's eyes and God's like nobody fits the box and because you don't fit the box this is why I love you and because I love you, you don't have to try to fit a box. And that was so hard for me because not to say that I was, um, I don't even think, I don't even want to name I was a quote unquote bad person. But my view of God was very box shoot. Like it was in a box. Like it was like because I don't want to, because I don't drink, it makes me better than somebody else who drinks. So if I don't have sex, it's because it makes me, it makes me better than somebody else versus I love God. I don't do certain things. That's okay. Versus somebody else who may do a bunch of stuff that doesn't mean anything. Um, and so that very box thinking, she and I explored a lot. Because I viewed God as this very angry being that if I did something wrong, you hated me. And it would force me not to talk to him because if I like... And there were times I would get drunk and get wasted from just being socially out with my friends. And it would just be like, I would do those things and I'm like, oh, the Lord hates me. And it's just like, that's not who God is. Or just in, I'm just naming some things, but that's kind of the way I thought of things in the past. Which I talked about in my last life. I was very hard and judgmental of other people and their lives versus what am I doing in my life and how am I viewing God? And so we dissected my relationship. And what we found was I viewed God as this dictator. That he was this mean being that if I pissed him off, something bad was going to happen. And that's how I kind of viewed him, which made me, very, made me be this very rigid person instead of being in a freedom of life of just loving him and being happy with who I was and so um those are lies that the enemy tells us as we have relationship with God which can stop us from having a relationship with him because we think that we have to be these very boxed in people and we don't um 
So that was very powerful. And we did that for like, I want to say about three weeks. We, we kind of explored that a couple times. And so I enjoyed that time because it offered me grace. Like I got to see grace in a different way. I was going to church and understanding what they meant when they were talking about God loves us in this way. And doesn't matter what we do. I never understood those messages because I'm like, if bad things are happening in my life, it's because I'm doing something wrong and God is upset with me. Like that's the way I used to view bad circumstances. But now I don't view them like that anymore. If something bad happens, something bad happens. There are consequences to things that I do, but I don't look at it as if the Lord hates me now. I look at him as a very loving and understanding and long-suffering being. And it's very freeing to feel that way. Um, and even when I look at people who may not necessarily have the same belief system as I do, I don't look at them as you're not accepted into this. It's not like that. Like Christianity is... It should be a very open situation. It shouldn't be closed off like we're this club and you have to be a certain way to join. Like, no, you don't. You can be messed up and still be a Christian. That's why we are saved by grace and not by our works. So, um, so I'm wrapping this up, but I'm going to address something after I do this. So after I had, I, I'm still in therapy. I've been in therapy now since um, January and after I got married, um, a big situation happened with me and my dad before um, before I got married. We actually had a spat where I was like, you ain't gonna walk me down the aisle and so on and so forth and we ended up talking. He ended up walking me down the aisle but I told him how I felt and it was such a time where I was able to express how I felt about things. Um, he and I really kind of, we went through something. And it was great because now I look at him so different. I look at him with a very open eye where I don't blame him for my bad feelings. My bad feelings was because I had no knowledge of what my feelings were and I never got to express them. I didn't feel safe enough to express them and because of that I blamed him for my bad feelings versus me looking at it as a point to say this happened to me, this hurt and it hurt really bad and I'm okay though. Um, I wanted to blame him and that wasn't healthy emotionally. So we have a better relationship now. I'm actually able to talk to him. I'm able to call him. I'm able to like hold conversations, which if you know me, that's hard. That was hard for me for a long, 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 long time. And so I thank my therapist, but I thank the Lord more because he knew my desire was not to hate or have unforgiveness to my dad, towards my dad. So, um, yeah, so I view grace differently. I view my relationship with God differently, which helped me go into my marriage very free from baggage and very open to loving someone that I dear so much. Um, okay, so I'm going to go into from what I've experienced in therapy, even now, I am a lot more self-aware, um, 
I'm able to look at situations and say, this is the feeling I feel. If that's mine to own, then I will take it. But if it's not mine to own, I'm not going to pick that up. Um, picking up other people's emotions was something that I struggled with. I thought that if I picked I was going to be responsible and I couldn't make it work and fix it. I was a fixer. Um, so I'm way more self-aware of what I'm feeling and going through. Um, I don't blame other people now. I find that I'm able to kind of see somebody else's situation um, with a little bit more understanding versus me taking that situation, owning it, and blaming them for my bad feelings, um, which is hard. Like, I wish I'm, I hope I'm explaining this. If I'm explaining this right, send me a thumbs up or a heart or something where like you look at somebody's situation and because you're upset, you blame them for the way they are. And instead of being like, I feel this way and I feel this way because of this and that's okay. And I don't blame them for that. I hope I'm explaining that right. Um, I, because of therapy, feel less afraid of speaking up for myself. I feel very vocal and less afraid to say how I feel. I feel like I have been able to dig up feelings from the past and move on from them. I'm no longer eight years old anymore. I'm going to be 28 this year. I don't 20 years worth of stuff because I never dug it up and talked about it um so I say all this to say you know a point of a point of me talking about this therapy as a Christian is to say it's okay to seek help outside of church outside of even your own personal relationship with the Bible or the word of God to be or to be able to explore what you're feeling internally. I have a very big belief that wherever we go, wherever we're led, God is with us. And so if something doesn't line up and isn't right, I do believe God will lead us to that, give us and give us a feeling and we can move. But if it lines up, it will be, it will be so easy. Like it was easy for me to explore therapy and be um, open to talk about certain things with my theories. I love her to death. Like literally, I tell her all the time, I'm like, girl, please take my coin. I'd be so happy to give her that little $40. I'm like, girl, take this coin, girl. Take this money, honey. I will give it to you. And the good thing, like I said, about Open Path Collective um, is that my therapist normally charges $100 to $150 per session an hour because she's the bomb but because I went through that website I only pay her $40 a week um and that's an investment into my life that I I am happy that I gave her that money as a point to take care of Roslyn so we spend $40 on clothes at the mall every week or every other week or shoes or something you can spend between 30 to $50 to go get yourself internally happy and feeling better so um that's all I really wanted to talk about y'all like that's all I really wanted to say if you have questions feel free to put them in the chat um I'm gonna offer some resources which I talked about last week um again but one of them I didn't talk about which I recently found out and if you are 
on here and are looking for um, something that I feel like is going to help people related to like finding out what grace is. As a Christian, we talk about grace, but we don't really know or understand the idea of grace and why as Christians we have that grace and that it doesn't make us, I'm no better than the next person. Neither are you. You ain't better than me. I ain't better than you. And so because I'm not better than you and you're not better than me, God loves all of us the same. And so we're equal on whatever sin we've committed, whether it be, I don't know if I list sins because I mean, I could be listing stuff that might just be big in somebody else's eyes when every sin might be something, whether I've gossiped or whatever. But go look at um, my one of my girls, which is on Instagram on here, um, told me about, which is Pastor Michael Todd. He's the guy who did the Relationship Goals series on YouTube. A lot of people watch him. He did, he's doing, I don't know if he's done, but um, he's doing a series called Grace Like a Flood. It is on um, YouTube and I love it. Literally the first two parts I was on the flow grind because he breaks down this idea of grace as a point to say you are loved by God regardless of what you've done and what you have been through um great less great second thanks uh Shade. and so that's one of the resources I want to offer openpathcollective.org is a resource you don't have to live in Memphis you can live in Atlanta Miami they have therapists all over the country it's a free service that you can use um, well no not free you pay $50 for lifetime access but you're able to um, get a therapist and pay a really cheap price between 30 and 50 dollars and you can negotiate that with your person which I talked about is an app that you can use on the go. You're able to text your therapist, do face sessions with them via your phone. So that's an that's an option. I didn't really like that because it was a little expensive, but also I didn't really like it because it didn't offer that in-person contact. But if you're somebody that's on the go all the time, that might be an open space to talk about um, a place to start as a point to getting introduced to therapy. Um... Also, I think I have them. This book is amazing on prayer. I'm reading this if you have never read this book, um, Fervent by Priscilla Shire. I'm reading this. I'm halfway through it. Um, the Lord told me to read this book on prayer just as a point to like learn about prayer and be able to kind of understand why prayer is important because that was something I struggled with was trying to... What am I trying to say? <laughs> Struggle with prayer and like understanding God hears my prayers. So I always be like, I pray, but you don't really hear me and you don't really give me what I want. So I don't really think they well, my prayers be working. But it's a it's a book on prayer. Um and then lastly, my girl Sade, which I will share her book um in my on my timeline right after this live, wrote a book. If you are thinking about therapy but aren't really 
comfortable with talking to somebody before you kind of really know what's going on with you internally, my friend Diavola Sade of Ask Diavola Sade wrote an amazing book called The Therapeutic Journal. And it is basically prompts that you can go through. You can actually do these prompts. It's 30 prompts. You could do it once a day. But they're topics that you're actually able to write about related to your past, your present, and your future. And they go, um, you might be struggling with whether it be abandonment, whether it be rejection. And they're prompts that you can complete yourself. She calls it healing for your eyes only. Um, and it's an introduction into just dealing with your past. Um, and your present and your future. But I recommend that to people who are skeptical about going to therapy and talking to somebody because this is completely with yourself. You can do this as a point to explore what you might be feeling and going through, but also um, something that you can keep with you forever because this is a book. So they are, are they $25 yet, Shade? Write it, write it in the little chat right here and I will... Um, let the people know on Facebook. Um, and the book is so good. And it is so well written. And it is so easy to read. And it's it's she wrote it out so that you could write for a point of um, exploring your own feelings and needs. So I don't know how much it is. I'm going to let her put it in the chat. $20. Okay. So $20. Thank you for sharing the form. You can go click on the form and order the book. She's ex excellent about getting back to you within the hour for you to pay. And then she ships it off within the day. Um, within the day or the next day. Uh, so definitely check out that resource if you're interested and a little skeptical about therapy. Um, that's all, y'all. Dang, I can't believe I've been talking this long. <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via message. I am so happy that you stayed this long if you did. And that's all. This is this is really good. I am also thinking about extending this series and bringing in some people um, to talk about their experience with therapy. If there are any men, I want some guys. I have a couple girls. But if there are any men that have been to therapy, please send me a message because I want to like bring you in and like we could do a live and talk about your experience um but i'm thinking about extending this series a little bit as a point to kind of bring other people in and bring their um experience in so if you're interested in that okay a couple people said yes so if you're interested in that let me know yes no maybe so but if you aren't that's fine too but i may just still do it um okay that's all y'all have a wonderful sunday talk to you soon thanks Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.